read uh, verses 4 through uh, 11, I think, and we'll, we'll start right there. It says, and, and they went up a champion out of the camp of the Philistine named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. And he had a helmet of brass upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of brass. And he had grays uh, of brass on his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders. And his staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spearhead weighed 600 shekels of iron, and one bearing a, a shield went before him. And he stood and he cried unto the armies of Israel, and he said unto them, Why are ye come out to set your battle array? Am not I a Philistine, and ye servant, your servants of Saul, choose you a man for you, and let him come down to me. If, if he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then will we be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, I defy the army of Israel this day. Give me a man that we might fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Amen. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I ask you in the name of Jesus, the name above every name, that you would bless us this morning. Lord, I know that this is a familiar portion of Scripture for, for many that's here today, but, but the truth is still there, Lord God. And, Lord, the applications are still there. And so often we can find ourselves as the Israel army, Lord, being dismayed and being afraid, Lord God. And Lord, I pray that you'd bring back to our remembrance the strength that we get from you. Lord, the battles that we have won through the blood of Christ, Lord God, you'd help us this morning, our Lord, to see the need to trust in you fully and wholeheartedly, no matter what the outcome may seem to be. Lord, I pray for these young people in the church today, Lord, that you'd touch them and help them to rise up, and Lord, help us as the older uh, children of God, Lord God. Lord, let us draw strength from them from time to time. Lord, we need some young people, Lord God, that us step up and show us how it's done from time to time. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, I just read a portion of that scripture there. Uh, uh, if I were to try to read all this, I'll be honest with you, I'd fumble all over it. I, I don't do well in reading long verses of scriptures, but we'll bring some things out of it along the way. Uh, here in 1 Samuel chapter 7, the whole chapter deals here with this battle, this this this. The, the battle that, that was before Israel, amen, and, and the battle that, that, that David had with the giant. There's no doubt about that. See, the real battle wasn't the battle with the giant. The real battle wasn't there. The battle was trusting Christ. Amen. The battle was trusting God. They were going to rely on their own efforts. And I'll tell you what, the biggest and most significant accomplishment 
for a young person today or, or whether you're a person of age today, uh, this will fit you as well as, as when you face those giants in your life. Now, your giant may not be my giant. Amen. But we all do have a giant that we face every day. Amen. See, when, when David faced this giant here, he faced him and he fought him and he frustrated him and then he finished him off and, and that giant was Goliath. That was a giant that they faced that day. But we too have a giant that we face every day and he's likened into, into, into this, into this giant here. He's bigger than life. Now, Wally told me that the measurement on this giant, as far as the height was, uh, was an actual account of how big he would be. And as you see, here I am, I, I'm six, I mean, five foot, uh, what, nine and a half or something like that. I, I'm not a very tall man by no means, but, I, but, but, but this giant here dwarfs me. Now, Proportionally, he's not as wide as he needed to be because we didn't have the room to make him and, and put him together. But this is the height. Amen. He's a huge, bigger than life. As the man was tuning the piano over here the other day, uh, was talking and we were setting up this uh, this 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 uh, portrait here uh, of Goliath and his height. And I told him, I said, I said, you know why he got them five stones out of that? Out of that brook, he said to face the giant. I said, no, sir. I said, there was only one stone needed to face that giant. He was going to take care of them other four that was on the battlefield too. But they don't mention that right there in the Scriptures right here. But when he grabbed in her, her Goliath had four brothers that was just as big as him. And later on in the Scripture, he says, is that in the Scripture? I said, read your Bible. I said, you'll find them other uh, four giants. David didn't kill all four of them giants, but, but they were in there, and they did get killed eventually. Amen. He says, is that in the Scriptures? I said, yes, it is. So we all have different giants. See, after David took and fought this giant, and after he frustrated this giant, and after he finished this giant, it gave the Israel army the strength and the courage to say, Our God is real, and our God can get it done. Amen. And when it comes time down the road to face them other giants, it was them that took care of them giants. It wasn't David. Amen. When you rise up, and you face your giant, and other people see you face your giant, it strengthens the rest of us. So, hey, let's don't cower down when the giant comes our way. Amen. Let's face our giants in the name of the Lord, because our Lord is well able to overcome those giants. But what's one of those giants that we all face? All the Israel lights they took and were facing the same giant. David faced the same giant. We have a giant, and his name's the devil. Amen. Let's take a look just real quickly before I get to the message. Uh, Goliath was a great deceiver. Amen. He was a great deceiver. He had those, he had those people thinking that he was going to tear them apart. He had them thinking he's going to tear David apart. And so the devil, he is a great deceiver. Oh, yeah. The Bible says that he is roaring around like a lion. Amen. Seeking whom he may devour. Amen. That is the devil in your life. Hey, you'll hear him. You'll, you'll face him from time to time. And he will try his best to scare you to death. I 
to this point, all that giant was doing was just hollering. He had not thrown a spear. He had not thrown a rock. He had not come close. He just come to the edge of the field and hollered out. And that's the way our, our giant is, the great deceiver. He goes to the edge of the field, and he's roaring, and he's trying to spook, and he's trying to get you to peel off from being in the house of God. He's trying to get you to quit trusting Christ and go his way, get you away from the flock. He's a great deceiver. He's also a great liar. Goliath was a liar. He said, I will destroy you, but he didn't. Oh, yeah, bro, Water brings this up, and he would do it tonight. He wasn't one that was accustomed to losing. He was the champion. You know what a champion is? I'm not getting all into that, but you'll find out more about that tonight. Amen. Praise God. Satan, he, he too's a liar. It tells us in the book of John 8, 44, and he's the father of it, right? Amen. But Satan lies to many people today, and many people fall into his lies. Oh, yeah, just get this next job, and everything's going to be all right. Listen, it'd be better for you just to make it day by day and trust in the Lord than to try to build up riches and wealth if you're not in the Lord's will. I'm not saying that every job you take is not in the Lord's will. But if it's keeping you away from God, if it's keeping you away from your worship, if it's keeping you away from your Bible studies, if it's keeping you away from fellowshipping with God's people, if you walk around with a chip on your shoulder all the time because life ain't treating you well because you went and took some job somewhere or another that wasn't in the Lord's will, he'll lie to you. The devil said, oh, take another dollar on the hour and you'll be able to get more out of life. It'd be better to take and make ends meet and be in the will of God and be happy in the Lord and knowing that you can pray at any time and God hear your prayers, amen, and then to have all the wealth in this world. Hey, what good is it to build bigger barns, amen? All you're going to do is leave it to somebody else. If you're not going to enjoy what you got, why store it up? That's the devil's lie. Oh, but you need to have this. Listen, I tell you right now, God, he's not going to let none of his children starve to death. Amen. You might have to eat cornflakes and cornbread. Amen. But God will provide. God will provide. Hey, he was filled with pride. Goliath was filled with pride. A numbers of times in the Bible here, he said, I will. I will. I will. And David said, he can. He can. He can. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Satan, he was strong from heaven because of pride. Talking about that giant that we face. And Goliath, he was, he was fighting a losing battle. Amen. He was fighting a losing battle. David killed him in the end, didn't he, right? And, then, and Satan, he's fighting a losing battle too. He might be roaring, he might be a lion, he might be cheating, he might be deceiving. Don't tell you what, he's fighting a losing battle. Amen. Amen. I believe that we see in these scriptures a picture of, of situations that, that many young people and, and even us uh, older people have, have to accomplish. In some, we have to fight these, these giants in our lives. Some of these giants that people face, especially our young people today and some of the older people. See, it's hard to preach just to young people because I know there's older people just as bad. Amen. They're, they're just as, hey, I, won't tell you, I made a little uh, funny here this morning. And uh, I said, the men go in the nursery class and the ladies go in the two- and three-year-old class. I said, we all know that the ladies, you know, they, they're a little more mature than we are, right? Amen. But the fact is, a lot of times, a lot of times us grown-ups, we're more childish than the children. Amen. Amen. 
and we allow ourselves to get in situations that we shouldn't get into. You know, what looms before them is giants in their life like drugs and alcohol and, and immoral living, just to name a few. You know, all right, what happened? Hey, I've been in this a long time, and you have too. I've seen people get, get messed up. I'm talking about church people, people that's supposed to love the Lord and love their families and, and, and their children, and, and then they'll, they'll let, their, let their minds go somewhere or another. They'll get, they'll get in a place they ought not be uh, with, with their lifestyle, and, and the next thing you know, their life's turned upside down. Them giants in their life. They just needed to defeat that thing, stop it, just stop it right off. But they don't. Now, how did he overcome this giant? How did he, how did he face this giant today? Well, first of all, I've got three things I want to bring to you this morning about how he faced this giant. And I believe it's a formula, it's a help to each and every one of us here today if we will apply these steps in our life. First of all, he dared to be different. You know, ain't that funny how we always do that when it comes to kids? Dare to be different. Dare to be different. Just be different. You ain't got to go with You ain't got to face the peer pressure of this world. You know, in school, it's the peer pressure about how they comb their hair or maybe, or maybe what color shirt they wear or something like that. And for grown-ups, it's us buying that, that next vehicle. Though. Well, so-and-so's got one, so we got to buy that next vehicle or get that bigger house. Let me ask you a question. I mean, my, let me ask you a real, I mean, just an honest to God question. What does anybody that has a family of four need with a house over 1,200 square feet? Hmm? But yet, we'll go out and pay $200,000 or, or $250,000 for a house that, that's 2,000, 3,000 square feet. Amen. Just more to heat, more to clean, more to pay taxes on, and all this. And it's just wasted space. You buy stuff and stick in it because you got a room you got to fill that you probably won't go into about three times a year. Right? Right? So we got our peer pressure. Right? Well, everybody's got houses this big. What are they going to think of me if I don't have a house this big? If I ain't driving a car that shiny, or if I ain't got the motorcycle to drive, or if I'm not wearing, wearing the most designer clothes and all this, uh, and, we, and we'll have peer pressure in our life. So young people got their peer pressure, and we got, hey, dare to be different. Say, hey, I'm satisfied on what I got. I told my, my son the other day, I said, I said this in church one time, and I still stand behind it. It don't cost you a blooming Thing to clean your yard. Amen. You might not live in the in the built more house, amen. But take what you got and wash the windows, put a coat of paint on it every now and then, cut your grass, and clean your yard, and make it look like the best a home dwelling that you have in your neighborhood. And when they come by and say, Man, them people right there really make their place look good. Whether you're living in a mobile home or whether you're living in a mansion, amen, it don't cost you nothing to clean your yard to keep it looking nice. Now, does it, amen? I'm telling you, dare to be different, amen. You don't have to have the Biltmore house to live in, amen. Dare to be different. Take what you got and be different with it, amen. Just say, hey, this is what God's given me, and I'm going to take the best. And if God wants me to have better, he'll give me better, and I'll still be all right. The Bible says here that the Israelites were afraid of this giant in verse number 11. Amen. And when the men heard the challenge that Goliath uh, told them in verse number 24, said they, they fled. 
said they had sore afraid. They were, they were dismayed. And they were greatly afraid, the Bible says. But David dared to be different. In verse number 26, he said, the latter part of it, he said, For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should taunt the armies of the living God? Who is this? Who is this giant? Hey, he done, they done been a bunch big conversation. God, brother done got on to him. He said, what, what is it? Hey, why are you jumping on me? Why ain't you up here with me? I feel that way sometimes about certain things in life, you know. I, I know everybody's opinion ain't my opinion, but there's some things I think, why, why don't people jump on board with this, you know? I th- Listen, my daddy, I love my daddy. I love my daddy. My daddy's not a mean man. He's not. He was never mean to us, so don't take it that way. But my daddy, he's an ex-Marine. And we was raised Marine. Amen. We was, we was made to tell something one time and you did it or you, or you got in trouble, right? Amen. You got disciplined for it. And, and that's the way I'm raised. And then, you know, and I, I, I've got the same mindset. You know, when it comes to God's things and things like that, I don't believe I ever have to beg and pride and, 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 and pour my people into doing things. I believe whenever God's got something to do, I believe a preacher ought to be able to say, Hey, we ought to rise up, take care of this. We got Bible school. We got a revival. We got a special meeting. We're going to move our service over there to wine and cream. Amen. Or whatever we go. When the pastor says something, I don't believe I ought to have to get up here and beg and pray. And David felt the same way. I believe he said, Hey, we need to go and take care of this. He dared to be different. He was a young boy, a young teenager, and he dared to be different for the right cause. Amen. He dared to be different, and he looked for, for God's individual help to help him. Amen. He, he dared to be different. Instead of going the way of the world, he dared to be different. Who, instead of being conformed to this world, amen, he accepted the challenge that God gave him. So the first thing we need to do if you're going to face the devil or any kind of giant in your life, amen, you got to do it God's way. It don't matter what President Trump says. It don't matter what the governor says. It don't matter what the town says. Amen. When it comes to God's way, God is always right and the world is always wrong. Amen. amen. The world's going to tell you, no, that's not politically correct. No, you shouldn't do that. No, you can't do that. But God's Word tells us we can. We need to press forward with it. Amen. Dare to be different. Whatever your giant is. Amen. If it's against what you know is right out of the God's Word, then don't. Don't don't go that way. Go the way God goes. Amen. Then secondly, not only did he dare to be different, but he prepared himself. Amen. Listen, you can't face your giant unless you're prepared to take and go to battle. Amen. You gotta eliminate all doubt out of your mind if you're gonna face the giant of your life. Whether it's the devil, whether it's a bill, whether it's a job change, whether it's getting married, whether it's having children, whether it's buying a house, whatever it is you're doing, you've got to realize that you've got to prepare yourself to face that giant. David here, he didn't go into the challenge empty-handed. The Bible says he had a, a, a staff, I believe, and he had a bag of rocks, and he had a sling in his hand. <laughs> 
Amen. He prepared himself. Amen. Listen, the Bible tells us that that that, that the king was wanting to give him give him the king's armor, the Saul's armor, and he tried it on, and and it was big and it was bulky, and he, and, and he said he said I can't use this right here. This right here, see, that was the world trying to put the world's way up. This is the way you go to battle. Put on our gear, and you'll be safe. You'll be secure. He can't hurt you. Well, well, why didn't they go? Why didn't they go? They had the armor on, right? Why didn't they stand up, send me a man out here that I might kill him? If I kill him, you'll be my slave. There wasn't nobody willing to stand up and be killed, right? They had the same armor on. But he was in there, and he put that stuff on. It was heavy. It wasn't made for him. Amen. Let me tell you something, child of God. There's nothing this world has got that's made for you. Amen. Amen. You'll not face your giants the world's way. The world's going to tell you they're right. This is the only way to do it. But if you're going to take and face your giant and you're going to defeat your giant in life, you've got to do it God's way. And see, sometimes God's way seems to the world's eyes, and don't let the devil trick you, deceive you. They said, that's silly. That, that's crazy. To do it that way? How can I give my tithe to the Lord? And I got all this debt coming in. Don't make sense, does it? It don't make sense. Now, I don't get up here and beat on tithes and all this stuff. I don't. But if the world's way says keep it, you can make it up later. You can give it to them later. That's a lie of the devil. The Lord said, you do it my way and I bless you. You do it with a pure heart. You you worship me, giving it to me. Whether it's your tithe, your time, your talent, you do it for me, amen. You do it for me, and I'll bless you with it, right? Listen, he had to use something that was proven. The, the world's way was cumbersome. It was too heavy. It was not going to work. He couldn't move like he needed to move in battle in the world's gear. Amen. He needed to use something that was proven. He didn't use something that he was skilled in. He didn't use something that he trusted Almighty God to take and direct it. Amen. I praise God for that. Amen. He had been in battle before with the lion and with the bear, and he took and used what he had known that God had proven in his life. He shut off the world's armor, and he put on God's armor. Amen. Put on God's armor when you face your giant. Amen. He went to battle. Not for God, but he went to battle with God. Amen. Amen. And when he went to battle, he didn't go in there and uh, worried about whether he was going to make it through or not. He went to battle saying, I'm going in the name of the Lord, and ever how this turns out, it's all right with me. Amen. I'll not, I'd rather die than let somebody profane my God. Amen. I'd rather die then to take and do it the world's way. But I tell you what, I'm going with God. It's like them three Hebrew children that got in that, that, got in that uh, situation with King uh, Nebuchadnezzar. Amen. When they wouldn't bow down to the king's idol, to the world's way, to the world's religion, they said, even if they didn't, save us. That's okay with us. We will not bow down. Well, not bow down. David said, I'm going in the battle, and ain't nothing nobody can do about it. Amen. Praise God. He was skilled, yet he knew 
that he was going in the lower strength. He knew that when he grabbed that rock and he started twirling that rock and he got that thing up to speed, amen, and he let it go. If that swing would have let go back that way, God would have put a boomerang on it and put it right between that giant's eyes. Shoot. God had put a sight on that giant's eyes, amen, right between his eyes. That stone sunk into his head. He had the helmet on. He had the armor on. And there's undoubtedly just a little spot right in between his eyes right there where that rock could have got through. God, he went, with, he went in with a proven method. Now, David knew how to throw that rock, Brother Wally. He, he was very, I mean, think about it. He's out there all day long with them sheep. He ain't got nothing to do. And I can see him getting a pile of rocks up and sitting there for hours on end. Just, I mean, he just, he could take and put it. He probably took and put a nail in the tree and was nailing that nail in with that rock. He just, he was good at it. But he knew he was facing a giant. And he knew that that rock had to go just right. And he knew that God would grab that stone and put it right where it needed to be. Third thing, you're going to face your giant, be victorious, dare to be different. Prepare yourself. And then thirdly, he kept his eyes on God. Kept his eyes on God. You say, how do you know that? I'll tell you something. I've been kind of where he's at. Amen. You're all brave and you're gung-ho and you're ready to do it and then you end up standing in front of what you're going to have to face and all of a sudden the nerves start kicking in. All of a sudden the what-ifs can kick in. Amen. But David didn't. No, sir. David went. He was pumped up. Praise God. He was ready for battle. He was going to go after it. Whenever David came up, amen, David didn't stand there and wait on the giant to come. David rose up and ran toward the giant. The giant didn't know was going on. God saw her running his lips and, 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 and running and bam, cussing him, telling him how the birds were going to eat him up and eat his flesh. And David, he grabs that rock, puts it in there, and here he comes. And I'll tell you what, he didn't wait for the rock to hit to see what happened. Yeah, he fell down, but David was in a dead run before he got there. For that giant could even even got up if God didn't have killed him. He done had the sword out and cut his head off. Woo, glory to God. Let me tell you something. Hey, he kept his eyes on the Lord. David knew he wasn't no match for that, that giant. He was just a young boy. Amen. All he had was a bag of rocks and a sling. And he had a staff in his hand. He was not no match for that giant. Yeah, but he knew his God was bigger than that giant. Amen. He knew that his problem was, 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 that that giant was his problem, and his God was bigger than his problem. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. He said here in the book of First uh, Samuel 17, verse 45, he said, But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the army of Israel, whom ye have defiled. He didn't get his eyes off his mission. Amen. He was out for a mission. Amen. He had laser focus. If you're going to defeat your giant, whether it's a devil or whether it's a problem in your life or a situation you're facing, amen, get the Word of God. Hang on to it with every fiber. And whenever you face your giant, quote that Scripture back to that giant and put it that giant in his place and say, I'm a coming for you. You better get ready because I'm thinking to take you down, big boy. Amen. Amen. 
The Israelites looked at the giant of Goliath, the giant, and they said, look how much bigger he is than us. I mean, look here. Look how much bigger he is than us. Oh, Lord, your giants are, hey, to you, your giant may not be as big to me. But to you, your giant's big, whatever you're facing. The Israelites said, look how big he is. Look how big he is. David looked at him and said, look how much smaller he is than our God. Hey, man, praise God. Look at that problem and look how big it is. And they say, hey, there's not too, no problem too big that my God can't solve. Amen. There's not no, not, not, not no situation in my life that's so large that God can't take care of. Amen. Listen, I'll tell you what. Everything works out for the glory of God. Everything to the child of God that loves him. Amen. God said he'll work it out to his purpose. That's right. Amen. And they said, he's too big to hit. He's, he's armed up. He's got a shield. He's got armor on. He's got a helmet on. He's got a man in front of him holding, holding a, a shield to, to, as a first line of defense. And, 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 and he's just impossible to, to hit. He's just too big, too well armed. And they responded, he's just too big to miss. <laughs> Your problem, the bigger it is, the more likelihood God can hit it for you. Amen. The bigger it is, the more likelihood God can take and zero it in. Yesterday was here and was watching the weather. I was watching the, the app on the phone. And, you know, we, we had a lot of responsibility with all these children. And you can't have them outside with lightning so close. And, you know, some say, well, if it's so far, I said, i tell you what, I don't want to be on the news. It was right back there. I said, I don't want to be on the news tonight. I said, and some distraught mother out there said, that church ought to know better than to have my youngin' out there in the middle of that lightning storm. Amen. Can you see that? Amen. We'd be on 6 o'clock news, 11 o'clock news, on the night news uh, nationwide. They, boy, they'd love to eat that up, wouldn't they? Boy, uh, there's a church in North South Carolina, Prairie Baptist Church. They was very irresponsible, and, and they went out there and let the children play on the water slide during the middle of a hailstorm, and, and lightning was coming from heaven. Amen. And they'd have me over there in the end. I'd be like, Get saved, you sinner friend, you. Praise God. My problem ain't as big, but I got a God that can serve it. No, I'm just kidding. I'd have to turn it. No, I'm just telling you. The bigger your problem is, say, my problem is so big that God can't miss it. Amen. Laser focus. God can laser focus it right in on it. We was out there getting getting those children out. And I said, Lord, I've been praying all day. This I told some I said, I'm praying God put a bubble over it. He put the shield over it. And I'd watch them clouds come and it would shoot this way and it'd shoot that way. I mean, seriously, you could just see it coming and it would just all of a sudden it'd go this way and that way. And I'm trusting God, hey, he's hearing our prayer. There's people all over the place here praying, God. And I said, Pray there's a shield over us, amen, a bubble over us. And 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 you know, undoubtedly somebody needs some rain nearby. You know, God was working with us. He was working with us. And our scheduling that we had and everything like that, we come over here, what, about 10 minutes early? We decided to bring them on in about 10 minutes early for chapel time. And when we was in here, we'd done some other things, filled in a little bit. And we stayed in here probably about, what, about 30 minutes longer than we'd planned on, something like that, just to be on the safe side going out. 
But God put that bubble over us. Our prayer, our problem was big. We got 75 children running around here. And we got all these grown-ups around here, right? And, and, and everybody's nerves is getting on edge about this time of the day. You know, we're frustrated a little bit. We're, we're weathered. We're, 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 we've heard it all day long. And, and our backs is hurting. Our, our feet are hurting. We just pretty much come to the end of ourselves as grown-ups. I'm just going to be honest with you. That's the way it is. Sometimes, right? It's not a bad thing. I mean, you get to see these little kids come forward and they get saved, and and, and I tell you, it's a wonderful time. But God took and allowed us to come in this building, and He knew our scheduling was about this time. Just to be honest with you, we didn't have to come in probably ten minutes early. We could have made it work, but to be on the safe side, we come on in, and God let that bubble dissipate for a little bit. It thundered and it lightened and the rain was pouring down outside. We was in here shouting and having a good time while he's teaching his, uh, the church his lesson that he had prepared. He's preaching it to them. We had an invitation and people were getting saved and all this. We was doing Bible drills and, and having a great time in the Lord afterwards. Amen. And the children were excited. And all of a sudden the, the, the bubble just come right back over. And it went and started going around us again. And the kids got to go out and play outside on, on the activities that we had planned for them. Amen. Right. Bible school was over and it started raining again. I'm going to tell you, that's God. Amen. Our problem was big, but God, we serve a bigger God. Amen. Praise God. David chose... Uh, God's armor over Saul's armor. Praise God. Her Goliath came on, and David came in the name of the Lord. Her Goliath, David lifted up the Lord, and God lifted up David. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Goliath boasted of himself, and David boasted of an almighty God. Hallelujah. What's your problem? What's your giant? What is it that you're faced, whether you're a young person or whether you're an older person? What is it right now in your life that's a giant in your life? And you can take these simple thoughts that I give you here. You can dare to be different. You can go God's way and only God's way. I'm just going to do it God's way. It don't make no sense, but I'm going to trust God with it. And then you prepare yourself to take and go the, go the distance. Prepare yourself to go the distance. Don't, don't bail on God. No, you start it. You got to finish it with God. David showed up. Boy, he was angry. He was upset. He was he was vocal about it. But you know, he could have got about halfway through it after getting there with Saul. And one thing said, so, "Yeah, you know, y'all fellas are right. He's too, you know, all this, all this fussing and all this stuff he was doing, getting here and all this stuff. But, oh, he's so big. He's gonna. Oh, we, there's no way that we could take him. He could have bailed. But no." He was prepared to go the distance. How did he do that? Kept his eyes on God. When he ended up coming toe-to-toe with that giant, he didn't tell him about the bear he killed. He didn't tell him about the lion that he smoked. He didn't tell him about the times God was with him. No, sir, he told him here in the Word of God. He said, I come in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. The God of the Israel nation, the Israel army, the one that you, the, the, the army that you defile, I come in the name of their God and my God. We're going for it. 
Amen. He kept his eyes on the Lord. Amen. How about you? What is your job? Would you be willing to find a place in these altars or on these front pews here? Would you come and bring your giant up there and say, God, this is my giant. I'm going to lay it down here on this altar, and I'm going to go with you. Just going to go with you. Just going to go with you. Let us stay. Our Heavenly Father, I ask you in the name of Jesus that you'd help us.